Welcome everybody to another episode of Cosmic Crit. This is Miles, better known to you as Raimi. We've got a lot of fun in store for you this month, which we're calling Monster March, in dedication to this month's contest. If you're not yet aware, we're taking submissions for fans to create an exclusive monster that Raimi and his teammates will face in a future episode. The entries will be collected and the crew will vote in their top five favorites. These favorites will then go into Patrick's table for random encounters and may appear on the show at any moment. The top five will also go into a voting poll that everyone can participate in. The three finalists who get the most votes will receive a Paizo PDF, just in time for the Pact World's release. And the grand prize winner will also have their monster brought to life with commissioned artwork. Visit our website CosmicCrit.com for details on how your very own monster can appear in the show. Cosmic Crit will also be at this year's PAX East. Uh, Patrick, Jabert, Rebecca, and myself will be attending three of the four days of PAX East. So if you're attending, come say hi. Uh, we won't have a booth or anything, but we will have our devices and we can check Discord and social media. So come and find us and be sure to grab an exclusive limited edition Cosmic Crit collectible prize from us. Now, we're about to kick off book three, and I'm really excited personally because we're going to start seeing more of Remy's backstory come into play. You'll get glimpses, really, for why Raimi is the way he is. When I was creating him, I, I definitely wanted a character who was a bit damaged and kind of a fun loner, but at the end of the day, someone who, who had a good, good heart and wanted to do the right thing. I, I kind of find it a little ironic now that Jessica Jones Season 2 is just being released because he reminds me a little Jessica in some respects. With the limited time we have and the necessity to move the story along, Raimi's past hasn't really come up, so unless you're familiar with his backstory, he's come off pretty harsh. But that's because I felt like even though we couldn't delve into a lot of his story, I still wanted to react the way I thought the character would given the situation. Now, listeners may not be shocked by the little bit of backstory that comes out at first, but keep in mind, not everyone knows who Raimi is. So it's going to be brand new to the other characters. I'm really, really excited about where this book is uh, heading and what we can learn about Raimi throughout this story and future crit bits. So buckle up, dear listeners, for this week's episode, Raimi's Vice. Last time on Cosmic Crits. Edris bathed in oils with an elf for a sun god. What is going on? We got back in touch with the Starfinder Society. We called Chexmix, and he said we're the best. No one's coming to pick us up. <laughs> Alindra communed with a ghost and ordered the gang an uber teleport. We found a stargate, I mean, elf gate. Master Muhali threw us a surprise party. We got paid! Giant check, giant check, giant check, giant check. Naked Raimi sure witnessed something. Rise from your grave, recall we. Edras, Edras, Edras is on fire. Burn, giant lizard. Burn. <laughs> the Castrovel sky lights up in green and purple, and the crew parties and celebrates their victory of getting out of Eucalam and into book three. Episode commencing in three, two, one. Episode initiated. Welcome to the 23rd century, where we're still taking taxis in New York. People take space cruises to hear alien divas. And the fate of all mankind comes down to unlocking the mysteries of the fifth element. Greetings, everyone. I'm thrilled to be here tonight. My name is 
Jean-Baptiste Patrick Zorg, and I am your GM, your General Monroe, for this week's edition of Cosmic Crit. Going with me on a stellar adventure to fight an ancient evil are my five friends and players. To my left, he's not one or two or three or fourth level, but fifth, fifth level, it's Drew playing Naxxizrak. Raimi, light! To his left, not technically classified as human, he's more of a meat popsicle, Jabert, playing Andis147. Hey, Patrick, how are you? Across the digital table, unfreeze those knees, my chickadees, it's Miles playing Raimi Rod. Chicon, good. To his left, she's clear for takeoff because she's got herself a multi-pass. Rebecca Dallas playing Alindra Vallis. Hi, it's great to be here. To my right. The rough and tumble hero who's super green and very mean, Tyler playing Adros Veranis. How you doing, Patrick? I'm happy to be here. Hey, everybody. We are back. Another episode <laughs> this week. And yeah, we got a lot of awesome stuff going on in March in our, our lead up to PAX East, which we're going to be talking about a whole lot this month. But the, the main thing I want to reiterate, jump back into, is that we are doing another awesome fan challenge. And this one was all Tyler's idea this month. Mm-hmm. Tyler, do you want to walk us through what the March challenge is again real quick for people that might want to throw their hat in? Yeah, I mean, the March challenge is pretty awesome because it's my idea, but it is uh, the create your own monster challenge. So, you know, there are uh, in a lot of different or in all of the Paizo APs, I suppose there are... Mm -hmm. Random encounter tables where whenever we're out just wandering around, there's always that slight chance that we run into something super dangerous. And this is the chance to add your own creature to that super dangerous pool of bad guys that we can come across. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what people can create because people were so creative with the skitter challenge. I thought (laughs) apply that creativity to something that can kill us. And then kill us. Our first challenge, the NPC challenge, was also awesome. I I loved reading those submissions. I think this one's going to be even better. And we're going to take our favorite submissions and and those people Mm -hmm. be getting prizes. But the the one that we like the most, I'm going to work into an episode somewhere for to try and kill you guys so oh yeah get get ready for that that's gonna be awesome grand winner is definitely their monster is definitely gonna try and kill us we're gonna get that special artwork commission so that everybody can see their monster kind of come to life and for people who want to go to the extra mile we're gonna provide a link to a site that helps you build stat blocks for monsters and people can build uh, really customize the whole thing so uh it's a pretty cool chance to to get to be a part of the game in a different way after seeing what these guys came up with for the uh, critical fail deck i'm <laughs> horrified to think <laughs> that they're going to yeah. throw at us as yeah. far as monsters go this monster I, eats I, I, their faces <laughs> off that's all it does it's a face eater it's yeah, three it's, was... it's three akatas stacked on top of each other <laughs> in a trench coat yeah, I was oh, terrified boy. because uh, when, when Patrick and I were talking about what to do with the challenge and he's like, in the descriptions, they should talk about special abilities. I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we're giving you the chance to create your own custom special abilities. And it could just be like this thing. It's like this thing is also known as a Voltorb. It runs at something, clutches onto it and explodes for 10d6 damage. It's like, oh God, why, why have we done this? Why would you suggest that? One, two, yeah. that's awesome. Well, honestly, I don't I don't think that our listeners need help seeing what they came up with for the critical fail because some of those things were gnarly. Oh yeah, we oh, got some yeah. really creative critters, uh, yeah, out there. So I'm excited, and we've got you know a couple more weeks 
uh, for submissions, which is which is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, my contribution <laughs> to Tyler's idea was to name it Monster March. <laughs> so, uh, it is the Monster March. We're, we're calling it. Uh, so get those in. We'll we'll talk more about them as we we collect them and get some stats and some fun things for them. Uh, for now, let's let's go ahead and jump into this week's game and start by just doing a quick recap of what happened last week. Well. Rakalba got brought back to life. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of an equivalent. You're welcome for uh, for Edrosis's mortal soul. I think is is what happened there. I, yeah, I that's fair trade. Know. I don't even know. I mean, for for to, to pull the curtain back a little bit, we talked about. I talked with Patrick and I talked with Javert a little bit about what to do with the character at this point because Edros has never dealt with religion in this way, <laughs> and now he's a part of it in a really big way. And uh, was, oh boy, uh, was it was so funny. Uh, a lot of the players were like, you know, kind of perturbed that Rakawi died one. And then we talked to, uh, we talked to the writer of book two, uh, John Compton. And he was like, Oh, what happened with Rakawi in your game? And, uh, he was, he was also unhappy that, uh, she, she died. Uh, that, but that, he, that episode had just pleased. been recorded. He was pleased that we didn't outright kill her. Right. Right. But I, mm-hmm. I, I already had in my mind because it had kind of been thrown out there of a way to, bring her back and then john suggests it's like well if you really liked her you could just pay for her to be brought back to life i didn't think you guys would want to uh collectively part with nine thousand credits so. <laughs> accurate yeah. i mean I'm, i won't lie the whole time we were going through that whole thing and every time edris would be like we have to bring her back and this was like <laughs> yeah Alindra tried to talk him well, down don't forget she was like yeah. i think we should just bury her <laughs> i think we were all let's just bury her and leave i mean that's that's well, part, I, that's probably was, why knack went with him just to make sure he didn't get fleeced out of too much money <laughs> which is so crazy because i mean andis and the rest of you guys were what kept her alive from edros because he was so bent on mm-hmm. f- fulfilling her di- what he saw as fulfilling her dying wish and which was to kill her and uh you guys stopped that you saved her life well, and to then be after clear, her life- Raimi didn't care <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. character surprise yeah. there so i mean wait I knew that I knew that the potential to bring her back was going to cost a lot of credits and Edris is, you know, his theme was icon and I was hoping that he would be able to like go into debt for it or something along those lines. I never expected him to become this. I mean, have this old, like, I mean, pretty much a religious awakening of some kind and this ritual uh, in order to bring her back. But it's way cooler than just paying the money. And I'm really, I'm just, I can't wait for it to develop and I can't wait to see where else or if, if any, if recall, we has anything else to do with the story in the future. Um, she now gets she run over is. by car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Immediately. All right. She gets, hit, she gets hit by Alindra's brother's uh, space limo. <laughs> no, she- so bringing her back to life just means that you're one step closer to the perfect ending for this video game. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get 100 percent completion. We, uh, we, take, yeah. we got the we took the paragon the, choice. We got the uh, yeah, the, exactly uh, the achievement. I want the achievements. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. That was last week, and as we open this week's episode, the start of book three, uh, you guys all you can all close your eyes because we start in complete darkness. I'm gonna ask you to listen very carefully. It's like I'm there. Where? In darkness? <laughs> yeah. 
I can't see. I can't see. Help me, Patrick. Help me. Where are you? Okay. In complete darkness. Now listen very carefully to the sound of silence. Do you hear it? Mm-hmm. The beating sound. As the battle raged on, Alindra fell in combat. Only down for a few seconds, but you know, shocked back into reality by this magic chemical cocktail that Nax slammed into her. But in those few seconds, her heart began to slow and the world turned to darkness. And that's where we find ourselves in that time, frozen as it was uh, across the battlefield. We see Andis uh, getting ready to pull the trigger and shoot at Tahomen. We see Edros swinging a massive curved blade through an arc that Tahomen would deftly dodge out of the way of. And in that time, uh, Alindra was falling, blood rushing from a, a gash on her head. The light of her energy blade crackling and breaking apart. A shadowy figure steps above her, moving at a, a normal speed. The, the figure looks just like Alindra, her eyes blacked out and her movement somewhat staggered. The figure looks down at the falling body and utters a single word in your ear, Alindra. It's one that you can still hear as you awake in a, a sweat in your childhood bed. It says, Pathetic. Downstairs, all the rest of your party is eating well and, and saying farewells. Bags are, are packed and left by the, the front door of the Vallis' house. Andis, you've been on the phone remotely ordering parts and trying to get some automated installation robots to help you make upgrades to the Drift Rider. And funds from the, the Starfinder Society come through to, to work on the ship. Work, though, has slowed at the spaceport as the workers have reported in that they were barred entry to the ship by some kind of very unkind and hurtful goblins. Ah. <laughs> Forgot all about the goblins. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should have killed them. <laughs> After saying your goodbyes to, to family and friends here, uh, Waylos arrives at the, the Vallis residence with your, your town car and pulls out a small data pad as, as you all pile into the vehicle and, reports that you know they've they've got supplies uh things that you've bought ahead on your purchase list uh ready for you at you know like in the car if you guys had some upgrades some some things you wanted to buy they are all ready for you right now nice <clears throat> uh, do, do you mean upgrades for the for the ship or for nope, no just nope. armor weapons uh, uh yeah anything that yeah. you wanted to, to buy and now that you're you're back in in civilization you got pretty easy access to to just about anything cool and uh right so Waylos says as you're piling into the car and, and getting ready to leave so we have done a preliminary search of the data off of tahoman's recording and and narrowed down the bandwidth to a region of the rocks in the diaspora and uh, i've put together some notes from the archives but for the most part i think your ship's computer should have you all all the info that you need oh that is very bad news Oh, why is that? Uh, I mean, the diaspora, it's about, I mean, I don't need to tell anybody else this, but it's where the free captains make their home. It's back where I used to make my home when I was running with them. Oh, okay. And, and I don't know much about that, but uh, it sounds like sounds like you're pretty knowledgeable about it. A little. So uh, the, the car that you're in travels along a long, empty highway that connects the mountainous regions to north of Cabarot, outside the city, you know, towards the spaceport. So you're kind of like skirting outside of, of Cabarot. And the scenery turns pastoral as you leave sight of many of the large buildings on the outskirts of, of town. Uh, Waylos says, Chiskisk uh, thinks that running down this devourer cult is important. They're worried 
that whatever it is you all found up there in the mountains, if it falls into those fanatics' hands, we, we might be in trouble. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think if they managed to get their hands on it that, uh, you know, all life in the universe might cease to exist. So that's that's a lot of trouble. That's not ideal, yeah. Uh, as long as the price is right, I guess we got something to do. Um, uh, I'm, not exactly, uh, I'm not exactly excited to come back to the diaspora either. I, I, I know you all just kind of fell into this assignment. If you don't mind me asking, well, how far are you willing to see this through? Great question. Um... I don't know. I mean, I don't know about the rest of my team, but now that I have uh, devoted myself to Saren Ray, I feel like exterminating this cult is the least that I can do. That's what I'm going to start with. But from there, I don't know. Yeah, Wayloss kind of senses that everyone else just seems to be going along with it, but perhaps you have a, a greater reason to go after them. And he kind of sidles up to you, Edros, and says, Those uh, cultists back in the alley, I, I just... Well, I want to I want to thank you for for your service. What you're you're gonna do? I I've worked with the society for five years, and this is the most action I've seen just following the the five of you around. <laughs> we do manage to find trouble pretty easily, but I'm glad that whenever we do manage to find trouble, it makes it a little safe for the citizens in the area we're in. Why doesn't everyone roll me a perception check? That's a twenty for a dross. All right, we have some pretty good rolls. Ramy, Roland, terrible tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So far. Tyler, what have you done to me? Uh, just about everyone uh, hears the car's automatic drive system chime from, from the, the front of the vehicle. Obstruction in the road ahead, altering course. And about 100 feet away, there's a car blocking the road. And a figure standing on the roof of a vehicle. And a massive explosion rips through the car, sending it tumbling. I need everyone to make a pretty important reflex save. Alindra, watch your step. Oh. Watch your roll. Oh, God. I needed that. Oh, no. <laughs> 11. Probably not going to help too much. So 15 for Andis. Uh, 16 right. for Nack. All right. Good, good, good. This is a DC 15 for half Ooh. damage. Ooh. As the car, after this explosion, completely loses control and starts flipping flips five times before it rests uh, maybe 60 feet away from this vehicle and you all take some damage to all right everyone that failed 15 points of damage as your bell gets rung you get the the wind knocked out of you maybe some cuts some scrapes the car does land right side up but the the top of the chassis is all bent out of shape the windows are broken there's steam coming out the bottom of it and we are in combat because immediately two more cars pull up one on the the opposite side of of the highway and one right behind you and Kasothan figures step out. Automatic weapons begin to light the vehicle up. Uh, Patrick, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, So you said it was uh, 15 reflex save for half damage. So if if I rolled a 16, do I take half of 15 as my damage? Or do I, or do, uh, but that's an odd number. So is it rounded, rounded down? Yep, round always down. round down, which is seven. Last time I checked. Cool. Just making sure. So just for those keeping track at home, Edros and Alindra have, have failed that, and Andis, Ramy, and, and Nack have all, all made that reflex save. So we rolled initiative uh, before we started playing tonight, and like I said, they immediately start shooting up the vehicle that you're in. It looks like Wayloth is uh, completely knocked out, unconscious, laying in like the the floor of the vehicle. Uh, first in the turn order is Nax Zizrak. Oh boy, that was a high roll, Drew. Uh, 
All right, uh, so it looks like we've got, uh, from what we can see, uh, three three Kasathans. The looks like the one to the south of us doesn't have as much cover as the other two, so I say, get them! Uh, and I quickly draw out my azimuth laser pistol, and I fire at that uh, Kasathan. Oh, okay, laser pistol, that is fine. That is an 18 to hit. That is going to be a miss, because he is in partial cover, just right behind his vehicle's door. Ah, why don't you go ahead and give me a culture check? So that is a 26, uh, keeping Woo-hoo-hoo. in mind that I get a, if if it is a... Uh, uh, underworld. Underworld. Uh, that a CD. I get a plus <laughs> five to that check, or a minus yeah. five against the check. Yes, and that does, that is an effect here because you recognize the, the armor and the, the clothing that these attackers are wearing puts them in with a Kasathan mercenary unit called the House of Ashes made up of untouchable Kasathans that hire themselves out for wet work across the packed worlds. They call out as you shoot back. We are here for Raimi Quindar. If anyone else exits the vehicle, you will die. Come on out, boy. We're mm. taking you in. Ah, <sighs> pronk. So are we still in initiative order right now? We are, and it's your turn. So being in a car, can I like nestle down like and kind of shoot out the window. Um, do I get cover from being in, in the car? You do. Uh, being in there, though, it's a little cramped, so you're going to get a, a negative two either for flat-footed or off-kilter, at least until more people pile out of the vehicle. Okay. But you are getting plus four bonus to your armor class here. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll shoot at the guy that's got get him. All right, so that's the guy to the south, right? Yeah. Yep. Red dot. Track, then fire. All right, so you're going to get a bead on them. Mm-hmm. Hey, there we are. That's more like it. A 27 will be a hit. All right, that's going to be 14 points of damage. Why so much damage, Jabert? That's so much. Level 5 is so dangerous. <laughs> uh, you picked up a new rifle, correct? I did, I did. I'm sporting a slightly upgraded model of the uh, azimuth laser rifle. This is the Corona laser rifle. Ooh, boy. Mm. And next in the turn order is Alindra Vallis. Yeah, so being mostly melee, I'm a little bit useless inside a car. And this might sound crazy, but would it be useful to avoid, like, to give our ranged people a clear shot? Could I punch a hole in the roof of the car so that they can stand up and shoot and then duck back down? That will affect the cover that they're getting, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll take off the, the negative two penalties if you want to spend your turn doing that. Just <laughs> open it up like a, a can of sardines. This thing doesn't have a sunroof? Man, it this, does not. This planet sucks. This car sucks. What's well, so hot? It's all about that AC. <laughs> I mean, would, would that be useful? I mean, maybe maybe it's not. That might be a really dumb you should idea. should have taken the Jeep. The vehicle is pretty... <laughs> The vehicle is pretty totaled at this point, so I mean, you're not getting the deposit back, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Whatever, Alindra's bored, so she's gonna punch a hole in the car. Um, All so, right. <laughs> uh, can can I use my battle glove to do that, or is it a strength check? Like, how do I do that? Yeah, I mean, you can punch the door off, or if you want to take out your energy weapon, you can just slice a giant cross section of of the the roof off. Okay, sure. Let me let me try to do that. Yeah, make an attack roll. Yeah, oh, what, what are you guys doing with at least I roll? Yes, you do. You do that. So you guys are getting a little less cover, but uh, you no longer have a, a negative to shooting out of the, the mangled wreck of this 
car. And, and I should mention too that I'm going to go toward Graviton Attunement. Oakley Doakley, yeah, that's fine. It is their turn as these Kasopins, uh step out of their vehicles. Looks like they are bringing their, their guns to bear on you again. All right, so I'm actually going to take a couple shots at each of you. And it's got to hit real high. A 14 on one of these dice, and that is just a hit. And let me roll some again. Neck, neck EAC, you hear about. I think both of those are going to be hits. All right, so against Alindra, um, a couple of jacketed bullets from what looks like a semi-auto pistol uh, rips into you. And that is going to be 14 points of damage and two to Knack. Oh, Brock. Oh. That is 26 points of damage. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Ouch. Air through your chest. Guys, this fight is going to stink if you don't (laughs) kill some people fast. But we've got plenty of time for that because it's Raimi's turn. Raimi, what you got? Uh, so Raimi's going to cast Magic Missile at the Kasothan to the south. All right, the one that's got get him on and it's been hit. Yes. Go ahead and roll it. All right, so uh, that's uh, four plus three is seven plus three, ten. Oh, yeah. Wait, so did your harmful magic go up? Is that? Uh... Yes. Right. Actually, it should have gone up my last level. I just didn't realize that. <laughs> well, uh, it's because it's 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 half of your level, gotcha, so gotcha. it would be plus two two to the first blast, which already gets plus one. So that that one is really plus three, which is awesome because it means I I can I always roll at least four on that first one. Right, right, yeah. Well, uh, that that's useful because there's some low rolls on these. <laughs> yeah, so it's a uh, ten. But now it is Adros's turn, so he's gonna make up for all that damage. Oh, I am sure. First thing Adras is going to do is look at Waylos and go, Waylos, Waylos, are you okay? It looks like he's just unconscious. It doesn't doesn't look like he's seriously injured. We're no we're no longer getting an AC bonus from being inside the car, correct? You're getting a partial cover at this point. Partial just cover, a, just a little bit. Okay, so now that Waylos is okay and I know he's gonna, you know, he's not dying, I'm gonna get out of the car and make a double move up to the north to a guy who is shooting at us from behind one of the vehicles. Already, yep. So this guy has not been hit yet. He's just been firing in Alindra's direction. You're you're moving his direction. Uh, how how much movement does it take for me to get out of the car? We're gonna call it ten feet. Okay. Like it's difficult terrain, yeah. So I'm right there. All right. I so am, you're uh, you're on, right on the behind. Side yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, Nack. You've been shot. It's your turn. Um, so, what you got, Drew? Uh, so yes, I again want to get him to the to the one to the south that we have been firing on, and I want to fire my azimuth laser pistol one more time to hopefully do some damage this time. And I just <coughs> thought of something that I should have done instead, but that's okay. It's a twenty-five mm-hmm. to hit. Okay. Yeah, that's a hit <laughs> uh, for a whopping five damage. Alrighty. Zap, zap, and and it's one four seven. You've got this one to the south track. Got get him on him. All right, I'm doing it. I'm doing it all over again. So I'm just going to step out of the car, take a shot at the gentleman to our south. All right, this Kasothan mercenary has been hit a couple times. All right, that's going to be a 23 to hit. That is a hit. Yes. All right, 16 points of damage. Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) Monster. Wow. Yeah, he's not looking too good. Uh, He's been shot a couple times. Looks like he's 
about to get ready to retreat back into the vehicle, get some more cover. But before that, Alindra, it is your turn. All right. Okay, so I can only move so far because I'm in heavy armor now. Um, so I'm going to move to the west and right. probably open my myself up to major fire, but I can't just sit in the car doing nothing. So I'm going to walk over to the west, to the uh, car on the west. Gotcha. Okay, so you're in front of the, the car on the opposite side highway that has, has pulled over. Adros is going to the north, and then it looks like everyone else is shooting this guy to the, to the south. It is their turn. They're going to pick their targets now based on who's coming at them. And first, Adros, you hear something clatter at your feet. A very small grenade. I need you to make a reflex save. It's a flash grenade. Uh, yeah, so I actually looked into those rules earlier this week. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's just uh, one reflex save. If you fail it, you get the then you get the effect. Right. If you pass it, then you just don't get the effect. Alrighty. Adros, watch your step. Ooh, nice, 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 nice. Am I with the, is that, is there a range on that ability? It's a great question. Watch your step is 60 feet. You've got it. (laughs) Nice. All right. Step. Consider my step watched. And give us that reflex save. We know how much you love them. I know. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Uh, Yeah. That's a, that's a nine. That's a nine. A, uh, a four on the dice. Alrighty. You look right down at the grenade and you become blind blinded by a flash grenade that goes off right at your feet uh, for three rounds. <laughs> so I'm, uh, so you're saying I'm blinded by the light? <laughs> you're very. And uh, they're about to rev up their cars and run you over. <sighs> another another Vesk in the night. Uh, next is this one that is about to be charged by a Lindervalis. This guy doesn't like that. He's going to take another couple shots. The semi-auto pistol. All right. Natural 20. Oh, no. Natural 18. Ooh, yikes. I like both those numbers. This critical hit is going to be 20 points of damage. Ooh. Yep. Bullets just rip right through your chest. <gasps> oh, my <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, oh, 11 no. points of damage. Oh, no. We've lost the recording of this episode. We have to uh, do we're gonna have to start the whole episode whole combat again. over again. Oh, oh, being serious rocks. It's frightening. So that was 11 points on the dice. Is this all going to me? Oh, great. This is fun, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing so great. Oh boy! Welcome to level five, where we all get to die. Uh, yep. <laughs> I turned it up a notch. And next is this one to the south. He sees Andis open by himself, but uh, this one is indeed going to grab some more cover inside the car before they make a shot. The one to Andis, and that is going to be a mess. <laughs> even, even now that uh, Andis one for seven doesn't have that cover. Ramy, we're on to you. I guess I'm going to fire my laser rifle at the kiss off into the south. Alrighty. Give me that attack roll. In full cover now. Oh, <laughs> We are a one. Yeah. I'm standing in the cover. <laughs> Tyler, you are blinded and you, so, you hear you hear this thing, uh, this Kasafan mercenary shuffling towards you. What do you want to do? So blinded. I am flat footed. I take a minus mm-hmm. four to strength and dex based skill checks. I can't do perception checks very well. And I have to make a DC 10 acrobatics check to move faster than half my speed or I fall prone. But luckily, if half my speed is 15 feet and this guy is exactly 15 feet away from me. So, although I am blinded, I stumble my way over to this guy (laughs) and I'm going to try and get him out. I'm going to try and take him out. 
with a curved blade. Okay. He's got, what, the total concealment as well? Nope. If you're blind? Yeah, I think it's just the mi the minus four to all strength and dex activities. Mm -hmm. That's, what, uh, that's uh, what simulates the... Uh, you treat all creatures as having total concealment, 50% less uh, chance. Yeah. Where's so, that? Where are I'm, you seeing uh, that? I'm reading it off of the Paizo blinded Starfinder card. Oh, opponents have to... No, never mind. You're right. You're right. Opponents have total, total concealment. All right. Yep. Well, he's got... Just like blinded in Pathfinder. Yeah, I'm just almost. So this guy has total concealment. So I'm just swinging wildly at him, right? Yeah. What is it? Is it 50% mischance? Yes, it is. You can roll whatever you want, but why don't you roll a CP attack first if you hit? All right, here we go. That's a 28 to hit. Oh, uh, so even with the, was it? Is it just negative two to your your attack for the sure. strength and? I mean, it's it's not minus four penalty to strength and desk dex-based skill checks oh, okay. and perception checks, but not attacks, it says, if I'm reading that correctly. But yeah, yeah there, the there, there's no... Uh, yeah, there's there doesn't seem to be a mention of attacks. Awesome. So it's just negative two to your AC and because of the flat-footed. Yes. Uh, all right, so yeah, then it's just a 50% mischance. That's that's not that bad. Okay, so here comes the... Um, well, Roll any <laughs> dice you want. Low is bad, high is good. You do realize who it is, right? <laughs> hey! Oh. All right, this is the first damage this one has taken. The one wearing That's 12 a points of damage. Blue scarf. Awesome. Back to the top of the turn order. Turn three, next is Rat. Alindra, we got to pull through this. Uh, we're surrounded, but we've been through worse. 14 points of stamina back. Right, and uh, I'm sorry, did you also say get him? I haven't said get him yet, um, hmm. but I am going to switch my get him target to uh, Orange Scarf. Oh, okay, the one that Alindra is heading towards. Yes, um, mostly because um, I fear for Alindra's safety. <laughs> Alrighty. We all do. Andis, 147. All right, Andis is going to kind of run up like this, about tw about 20 feet. Yeah, running running towards the south. This one yeah. that you just shot. Right, I'm um, running towards the guy I just shot. And so since this guy just jumped in into the car, uh, as they're moving, Andis is going to pull out a frag grenade, whip it, and just like toss it right underneath the car. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, you, can, you, you can try to get it on his lap as well if you want. Well, then I will. <laughs> okay, so this, this is going to be a little difficult. You are outside of the 20-foot range. No, so that's why, I, that's why I ran forward, so I would be within 20 feet. Oh, okay, so you wanna, you, you're going to want to move a little bit further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you were within 20 feet. You are going to be firing at him in cover, so he gets a little bonus. That is okay. a, a DC 9 to to thread the window. Or okay. A, a, an armor class you're trying to hit, basically. I believe. Oh my gosh. Alright, that's a 25. A 19 on the dice, I think, is going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> low damage, though, but he gets a reflex save. <laughs> Very low damage. Alright, so they have, he has made that reflex Okay. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So that's only that's only going to be one point of damage. Grenades, <laughs> oh, grenades no. are hot garbage. But, <laughs> well, what no, I was, but what I was really trying to do was I was really trying to damage the car so that this guy can't get away. Uh, yeah. So it does a, a good deal of damage to the the vehicle as you know the windows get blasted out. Doesn't look too happy with you, Alindra. It is your turn. Okay. So Alindra is having a really hard time right now. She's going through a lot. She's under a lot of stress. She's just mm. had a really bad dream. She She's, mm -hmm. Last night, she had a great time with her parents, and then she has this terrible dream, and now she's in a car fight. Like, what is wrong with this world, okay? Frustrated that we're in this fight because of Raimi, and... 
so Is she about to throw a grenade at Raimi? After <laughs> 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 oh, all the crap we went through because of you, you want to pull this on me? <laughs> okay, so she's just going through some stuff, okay? Anyway, so um, she is still graviton attuned. She's actually fully attuned. Um, and she would like to use an athletics check to climb up onto this car. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, go go right ahead. Can you leap? Um oh, and since I'm graviton yeah. tuned, I get a you, plus two to that. So that's You guys 20. are rolling great as well. That's eighteen, natural eighteen on the dice. Yeah, Ooh. so that's a twenty yeah, two You're up on that car. Yeah, yeah I am and it's like DC ten. So yeah. And I'm I'm pulling out my solar weapon as I move up there. And can I can I try to hit this guy from like up there? It's oh, not yes. a very tall car. Right? Alindra, you have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please go right ahead. Okay. All right. So that's a twenty-five to attack. <laughs> uh, Twenty-six with get him. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Oh boy. Yeah. He he had full cover, but you stab right through the roof of the vehicle. And eighteen points of damage. Is that eighteen correct? points of damage? <laughs> okay. I told you she's mad. Yeah. She's the, so the mad. Dice, the dice show that. All right. Yeah. He is hit. He is hurt, and it is his turn. He is. You know, drops the the pistol on the seat beside of him, and he also pulls out a like a scimitar, like a, a really wicked looking curved blade, and tries to answer your blow for another blow, Alindra, against your KAC. Uh, what is your KAC? Nineteen. Okay, so that is a hit. I'll be thirteen for fifteen points of damage. Uh, that is his turn. This one right in front of Ed Dross is going to try and try and attack you. <laughs> oh, so he he'll take a move action as well to pull out a a long sword. And I've rolled a three on that, so that is a definite miss. Yes, Mister Magoo style antics of Edros <laughs> Veranis. You know the uh, the blade goes right into the car as you like bend down at the opportune moment. And this one is going to uh, and it's going to take all of his movement to get out of the vehicle, the one to the south, and it's going to go up to Andis. Going to start slicing up Andis. And I've rolled a three again. So, guess oh. what? That's that's the enemy's turn. <laughs> uh, yes. Raimi, Raimi, your your turn three. Well, see now I don't know if I want to shoot the Kasathans or Alindra <laughs> or Sass Mouth. <laughs> How many times have you blamed Knack for getting into trouble, and now you are the one who is going to get all of us killed? Come on. You guys could have wrote backstories that were like all uh, puppies and, and sunshine and rainbows, <laughs> but here we are. Mercenaries coming for uh, rain. How many times has Nat got us in trouble? <laughs> Only the once. Twice. How many episodes? Three is... times in Ahsoki. Episode 29. So what you got, Miles? I guess I'm going to shoot at the uh, Kasathan that's attacking Andis with my laser rifle. Right, that, that one that you've hit a few times. <laughs> Love yeah. it. Uh, that is, that is going to be... I'm, I'm, I am going to be terribly tonight. Yeah, sorry about that. And Edros, back up to you. Turn two of being blind. Oh, great. Still can't see anything. Oh, boy. You know what? Two attacks. Let's do it. Uh, Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go for it. There's got to so, so. be some 20s in here somewhere, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and first curve blade. Oh, that's going to be a 24. That's a hit. That's, that's nice. pretty good. 18 on the dice. What are you, what are you, what are you guys doing? By the light of Serenray, you shall die. That's 18 points of damage to your oh. face. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to need a uh, 
a 50 50. Oh, that's right. That's a 50 50. Oh, oh, I celebrated yeah. too soon. I celebrated yeah. too soon. Yep, yep. Oh, <laughs> oh the no. This tire is getting slashed. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, no, I've committed an act of vandalism. I think that counts against me. Alrighty. Uh, that is a miss. Second attack. Hey, second attack. Second attack. There's got to be something in here. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's a miss. That's going to be a oh, it's going to be a hot 9. You so like so if that. if if he misses but then he rolls the 50/50 uh blind chance, could he accidentally hit? Definitely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> he might he might accidentally hit himself. <laughs> Thank you for that suggestion. Let's pull that uh, crit miss oh, card right come now. On. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, I'm okay. Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. That is going to be it for turn three, top of turn four. Nexus Rex still in that car. Yeah, because because Nack don't have no stamina left, and the last time I got hit, it was for more than the amount of stamina I had. <laughs> um, all right, so I, I would like to cast Get Him on the one that Alindra is attacking. Uh, but then I am still I'm gonna actually sh- try to shoot the uh, the the red dot that is menacing Andis. Yeah, uh, with yep, my one that uh, you've been firing at. Yeah, with my azimuth laser pistol. <laughs> And I'm not doing much with that. Nope. Five on the dice. That is going to be a miss. Andis, this one is right in your face. The wicked looking blade. What do you want to do? Sure. I'll take a guarded step sort of back to here, sort of backing towards the car. Mm-hmm. And then this figure follows forward with the step up feet. Uh, you want to make a tacky? Yep, that's a low roll. Uh, oh, 15, boy. no, 14 to hit. That is a miss. That's a miss. Mm. Alindra Vallis, your turn. <sighs> oh, I don't know what to do. Um, Can I see how how this guy is looking? Uh, you've hit him once. The, you know, the wound looks pretty deep, but yeah, the, this guy is a, a geared up tactical bad mother pronker mercenary so he's just getting ready to fight yeah okay so i'd like to jump behind the car um, yeah. so that i have some cover you just um, jump right down all right i'm going to behind the car use a mark ii serum of heal- healing which is 3d8 all right so that is going to be your turn go ahead and roll those so that's 14 <laughs> pretty pretty average a one a five and an eight already on their turn every little bit this guy is gonna come around the car and is gonna keep keep the fight up on you alindra oh Oh, no no. another natural 20 jesus this isn't fair oh no it's pretty fair i rolled it it's a a random (laughs) chance all right so let me roll some d8s for the long swords so that is 24 points of damage Oh. Brings brings the the blade just right down on your back as <laughs> uh, undoing everything you just did with that that, that healing serum. Yeah, and... Alindra falls to the ground oh, and no. screams out in pain. Oh, oh this fight just got a, a whole lot more dangerous. <sighs> Alrighty, wow. and Edros for honest, this one is is gonna keep attacking you as well. Oh jeez. All right, one is a hit, one is a miss. Rolled a couple Ooh. of attacks here. 16 points of damage. And finally, this one is going to attack Andis 147. Get some attacks done. All right, one miss and one hit on Andis as well. Rolling okay. <laughs> not, not so good on damage this time, but 10 points of damage. Okay. Andis. And that brings us to Remy. Remy, uh, you see out of the corner of your eye, Alindra fall to one of these mercenaries. Andis being harried right in front of you. And... Edros fighting a car. 
to the north. What do you want to do? I am going to cast Caustic Conversion towards the Kasoth, the orange Kasoth into the west to, uh, over oh. Alindra's body. All right, not not no cover right now, so this, this might be might be a little bit easier to hit him. It also has get him on, so. Oh, nice, nice. That's a uh, twenty-two. Nice. Yes. That's a hit. Ooh, that's, yes. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. So that's 4d4 acid damage. So we'll go ahead with that. So that's 4, 5, 6, 8. So it's just um, 8. 8 points damage plus 5 points of or acid damage at the end of its turn each round. Awesome. So write that down. Already and on to Edros. Tyler. Okay, still blind, so even though I can hear, I probably heard Alindra scream out, no way I could see what's happened. Yeah, this is the third yeah. round. Yep, this is he the last swung, round. He, I swung wildly last round and nothing connected, so he's he's going to try and squint really hard <laughs> and just take a single attack. And yes! 21? Uh, so that is just a hit. Gonna need you make gonna need you make that concealment. Come on, oh, come, come on. on, come on. For you at home, it's max damage. This is riding on max damage. Oh! <laughs> oh I'm so close! No, so close so far. Oh, that's a man. <gasps> that's, that's a miss? That's a miss? Oh. Yep. That's a 50! That's a 50! No, it's one through five, six through ten. <laughs> yeah, Garbage. We, we know how Garbage. numbers work here on this podcast. Uh, uh, turn number five. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm trying to think like who where, where to go because I feel like we've been attacking the the one to the south so much that it's got to be so close to being down. Uh, but Alindra went after uh, the guy to the west by herself. So oh, and Andros would... went went to the one to the north by himself. Yeah, but Andros is still alive. Uh, basically, the GM's dream. What? It's just putting the party what? up. Uh, I would. I mean, well, that's hard because you've already, you've already, you're lost all your stamina, right? Yeah, I have zero stamina. So if I if I lose oh, this boy. cover and I get attacked by this guy, I'm also down because I cannot take a single hit from this guy. So that is that is the other the other side of the thing that I'm 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 trying to work through. Yeah, Knack is gonna cast get him on the red dot to the south. Already. I'm going to also uh, quick draw out of my cheek pouch my semi-auto pistol. Mm, okay. And I'm going to fire that. And I'm going to miss. All right. Yeah, four a, on the time. With a 12. Oh, little, little worse I, than last time. I want to throw something. <laughs> a grenade? That might help. I mean, in real life. <laughs> Andus one four seven. This one is bearing down on you with a sword. Right. Andus is going to take a step back. All right, he will indeed follow suit. He's gonna follow up. All right, yep. that that ought to put him within fifteen <sighs> feet. Yes, it does. So. Yes, it does. So I'm setting you up, buddy. Okay, but in the meantime, there's a lot of on turn left. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot him in the face with a laser rifle shot. Ah. <laughs> 18 to 18. Hit. That is because he also doesn't have any cover more. That's just a hit. Yes! Oh, yes! It is low damage. Uh, nine points of damage. Nine points. He is still up. <laughs> still up. Still <laughs> Come on! Very dangerous. Alindra Vallis, we are back to you. Unconscious yeah, still, once more. Yeah, I'm still unconscious. So do I use a resolve point to stabilize? 
It is, yes, one resolve point. You do auto-stabilize yourself. Yeah, I'll do that. That brings us to their turn. This one that is glowering over your body turns around, draws semi-auto pistol again, and repeats, Raimi Quindar, they all die if you don't come with us. And it's going to take a a shot against Nack. Crockett. Ooh, oh, natural, natural one. one. I need yeah. the I need the fail deck right now. Where is the fail deck? <laughs> they it, it hits the the engine block, blocking all of the damage. Not a single piece it, through. It sets off the car alarm. <laughs> uh, this one is gonna try a couple attacks against Andis, bringing that blade to bear. Ooh, I don't think either of these are gonna be a hit. Yes, I've rolled a. An eight? Oh no, this this one might be twenty-four. Twenty-four is a hit. Right? Twenty-four is a hit. KAC. Okay, so that's one hit. The other one was a miss. Minimum damage, so nine points of damage. The last one's gonna try a couple more attacks against Idros. Alright. Okay. Idros, how, how you living up there before this <laughs> this damage gets rolled? Uh I'm fine. Okay. I've rolled a one and an eight for the both of these. That is 25 points of damage as this uh, very agile, very adept mercenary is, is bringing this blade to bear, just ripping your armor to shreds. Ah, I'm okay. Not even out of stamina yet, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Soldier life. Raimi Quindar, it's your turn. All right. I am going to cu- cast Magic Missile at the Kasathan to the west. Good choice. That is a good choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come on, come on, come on, come All on. Right. So four plus seven uh, plus two is nine plus three is 12. So 12 points total. Yep. Okay. Yep. Did this one also take its uh, acid damage on this turn? I just wrote it down. Yeah, five points. You see it eating away at his his armor, weakening maybe his his pistol arm, one of his arms that's holding a, a pistol. Uh, maybe that's what saved saved Neck on that previous shot. Edros Veronis, you're back in this fight, and you are you can see everything perfectly perfectly fine. Oh yeah, and baby. I can see clearly now. The blind condition's gone. Things look bad. I don't know if I want to be able to see. I still can't see Alinder's body down behind that other car. Uh, so assuming everything is fine, let's make a full attack, shall we? Let's get greedy. Oh, boy. I need to end this guy quickly. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> First attack. Oh, no! Oh, yeah, baby! Oh, my God. Wait. Cosmic crit! Cosmic <laughs> Oh! I drink your milkshake. (laughs) (laughs) Maximum damage. Oh boy. Yeah, that is a critical hit. Uh, Since that's a cosmic crit, I'm going to roll the damage for you again. And it's going to be 17 on the crit. So that's going to make it 37 points of damage. And you're going to take some bleed here. I'm going to say three points of bleed to you, my friend. Right. That is a good deal of damage down. Uh, amazing, uh, amazing. Uh, so for bleed, there is no, there is no save. <laughs> Saves are for things like deafen or stun or something like that. But bleed, oh, yeah. you just start bleeding. The, the fire damage as well, right? Yeah. So yeah, there is a massive wound. You 
tear into this Kasalfin. He's not looking too good. All, all, the, all three of these guys, you've been beaten to heck and back. I'm pretty sure I said full attack, so... He did. Who knows? Could have another one coming your way. Let's see. Oh, that's going to be wow. a 24 to hit. 24 to hit. If that's a hit, 13 points of damage. That is indeed. Okay. Bring that down. This guy not looking great at all. Still alive? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Level five. Yeah. These things won't die. Naxxus Rack, turn six. I'm going to cast Get Him on the one to the west. I'm going to uh, cheek pouch draw my disintegrator pistol, which has a 15 foot range, but this is this guy is at 20 feet, so I take a minus two to that hit. Is that what you said? I believe so. So let's let's all cross our fingers at the first chance <laughs> of that, no using this way. weapon. And Do it. Oh, oh no. It was on 18 and then it moved to five. So that is a 12 uh, to hit, well, technically a 10 to hit because he is outside. <laughs> 11, 11. Quite with, wide. Yeah. Oh, oh, 11, you say. No, quite wide. That's a miss. <laughs> Thank you for going through all those numbers. Miss, miss, miss. Andis, 147. <sighs> Andis uh, confusedly looks at Nack and wonders why he didn't shoot the guy who's in my face. Because because I was working. <laughs> oh, no, God. I'm going to die now. Oh, God. Everybody run. Because I was going to shoot. runs and, away. Because I was going to have to shoot through Raimi, to, and that would have also given me a negative. So. Uh, what is Andis, 147? Uh, guard to step back and take another shot with the laser rifle. Is he stepping up? Does not. Good. That's Come a on. 15 to hit. That is a miss. That is a miss. Alindra, you are uh, semi-conscious. You're, you're floating in between <laughs> being completely out of it. Blood loss making you weak. And yeah, you, you see a blurry outline of a figure standing over you. You feel like you hear hear them say something. What do you want to do? Oh my gosh, it's like a flashback to my dream last night. So I have zero everything right now, right? How do mm-hmm. I get HP back? Uh, right, so when you're stable, if you want to stay in the fight and you have enough resolve, you can spend just one RP at the beginning of your turn to regain one hit point. And you're no longer dying. And you immediately become conscious. And then you're up back in the fight okay i mean you could get up but i wouldn't like i wouldn't stellar rush back into battle you know what i'm saying no i will Uh, not be doing that i would i would (laughs) even i would even say uh raimi cast invisibility on alindra except i want him to cast damage spells instead but if i don't if i just do nothing right now am i dying nope nope you you're uh, just lying on the ground unconscious unconscious at zero subconscious like sort of conscious a little bit conscious Semi-conscious. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to lie here. And that brings us to their turn. The the one, it, uh, this Kasathan has come within 10 feet of the car and, and looks right at Raimi. Windar points his sword in your direction and just kind of nods and then spins their movement. They run back to their vehicle and almost all at once, these guys are retreating from combat, jumping in their vehicles. And you hear them squeal as the engines burn and 
they they take off. Uh, they seem to all get the exact same command at one time. They they turn tail, and you are left with the the wreckage of this vehicle. Alindra down. Everyone else taking some damage here. We're we're out of combat. Uh, I I am going to use one of my Mark II healing serums. Uh, so that's ten HP back to Alindra. All right, and you are back up. Thank you. Can I? Can I sit here for 10 minutes and rest? <laughs> yeah. I think we all probably should. We all, we all just need a 10 minute, just period of reflection. <laughs> also, explosions don't destroy cars. I guess we should just get the, get back in the car and drive away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this car is drivable. It is definitely, uh, you know, has taken a massive amount of damage itself. And also the, <laughs> the roof has been carved off of it in, in places. It's a so, convertible now. Yeah, yeah. it's, 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 it's the resale it. value is, is worth more. Right. Well, it's um, not a convertible because it's like it's a permanent, permanent <laughs> roof off car. It's a very soft top uh, car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I realize yeah. it was still drivable. We could have run these guys over. <laughs> it, well, it can limp forward. Uh, it, it, it will take some time to, you know, get the computer back online. But in that time, if you guys are waiting, Waylos <laughs> falls out of the vehicle, blood trickling from his chin and says, well, what, what was that about, R- R- Raimi? Who were those guys? I have no idea. Uh, so, Nack, you, you knew a little bit about them, right? Do you want to convey that to everyone else? Yeah, these were some Kasathan Kath- mercenaries, some real some real bad pronkers that, that were looking for our boy Quindar over here. The metaphorical cat is out of the bat, I believe, Miles, right? And and might I, as a, 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 a someone who operates in the, the under echelons of the world, say that if you're going to go by a fake name, at least change your first name, too. All right, blip. <laughs> I'm furiously Googling, uh, space Googling Raimi right now. <laughs> Ooh, some stuff might be coming up. Can- can I make a culture check to recognize the Quindar name since it's part of a giant corp, right? Please do. That's uh, 21. Believe it or not, you have heard of uh, Quindar LTD. It was only on the oh. pronking hovercraft that we took into the jungle a couple of weeks ago. So, so wait, wait. You're a Quindar. Like the massive corporation. And those guys were trying to get you. What's going on, Raimi? This is all, I mean, frankly, absurd. Ah. <sighs> I was a Quindar. I'm not anymore. Could have fooled well, me. Sure seems like, yeah, it sure seems like somebody thinks you're a Quindar as they're trying to kill us all after that. So I grew up as a member of uh, the Quindar family. I'm sure that you all have used their products and know exactly who they are. What you don't know and what they have kind of left out of the public knowledge is that my family's responsible for complete genocide and I exposed them and they're trying to kill me for it. That is the the long and short of it. I mean, genocide of who? They were trying some new agricultural techniques on what was supposed to be a barren planet in efforts to make it livable and use it for its resources. Well, the whole thing ended up uh, infecting the colony and it wasn't just an accident. They knew exactly what was going to happen. It turns out that the other side of the Quindar uh, Corporation was also developing biological weapons. Basically, they decided to use that as a petri dish. Since it was barren wasteland, they could test it on these people and no one would care. Mm. When the entire thing 
went up in flames. They came in and eradicated everything. There is no evidence that those people even exist anymore. Mm. So what, you you exposed all this and, and now you're on the run from them? Pretty much. I mean, you remember a few years ago when we met, when we were exposing that pharmaceutical company, you, you knew that was kind of what I was doing. It's the same vein. Basically, after dealing with that, I I wasn't going to let that happen to anyone else again. I mean, I understand. I just, I wish we had known before this attack what was what was going on. We could have protected you better. You know well that I have trust issues, and that's a story for another day. One thing doesn't gronk with all of you guys. They didn't shoot at Raimi a single time. They, they, Raimi, do you have... Any any damage besides the the car rolling? I don't think so. That is a no. I mean, it seemed uh, it seemed like interested in, in taking out the the four of you and and keeping him keeping him healthy. It must have. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to keep him alive. That just doesn't make sense. That that doesn't make sense to me because they've tried to kill him before. Uh, that this is this is a more personal experience. So they they keep they're keeping you alive for a reason. I would hazard a guess that this is somebody a little closer to you than you realize. That wants you more than they want you dead. So if you have any idea of who that might fit, it would be a good idea to tell us now. I can't think of anyone who would want me alive. Well, we would. <laughs> uh, Wayloss spitting some blood onto the asphalt here says, maybe it's best if, if you all... Get back to your ship, head off planet in case they, they try again. That's a great pronkin idea. Uh, Waylos, do, Waylos, do you need a healing serum? I, I have one I can give you. <laughs> no, I'm I'm going to be fine. <laughs> I, uh, you, I you, you don't sound very fine. <laughs> Please. No, I'm an NPC. <laughs> I, uh, I'll be fine. I Like I said, I don't see much action in the field, but, well, just just... Head on out, Starfinders. You've got a mission ahead of you, and I can't say I'm sad to see you go, but it might be good for my health. Uh, not a lot of gun battles in the halls of academia. <laughs> Edris chuckles and, like, gives him a shoulder punch. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he says, farewell, Starfinders. All right, so we just, like, leave him on the side of the road, and we take the car to the ship. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what he's saying to do. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, let's, I mean, obviously, we're, like, I don't know. Radio in him some. Oh, he has he has a comm unit. Yeah, he he's already. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him fourteen stamina. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. Just walking off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, you guys limp the rest of the way in in this vehicle to the the launch pad where you've left the the drift rider. Yeah, the the car chugs along. The the wind in your hair now is it's been opened up. Uh, beaten, bruised. I think most of you are. You know, got some split lips. Nice visit to Cacharel in, in short. <laughs> uh, as you get back to the Drift Rider, though, and as you see the upgrades, many of them sitting outside the, the starship in crates, all of you see in a very barely legible handwritten script, a very small sign on the port side airlock that reads, keep out quarantine in a penmanship that is... The most goblin thing you've ever seen before. All, <laughs> all the all the vowels are like backwards, the, and is it like K O R 
in <laughs> well i'm not gonna lie i try to write quarantine here in my notes and it's a pretty good approximation of goblin spelling <laughs> my first attempt but it, it's written in crown and <laughs> maybe little bits of blood i'm not gonna lie i kind of forgot these guys existed <laughs> well it's been a couple weeks uh you guys going inside yeah knack has learned goblin and he would like to call out into goblin all right get this stuff onto the ship you lunatics <laughs> As you crack the airlock and start screaming commands, you see all the hallways are darkened. Power seems to be out and multiple conduits and panels, uh, emergency panels, are opened up. And the, the wiring kind of laid bare, spilled out all over the place in parts. Uh, a few sparks might might light up the, the darkness inside the ship. It's deathly quiet and still. And this makes an engineering check. Something doesn't seem right here. Uh, we left goblins in a ship for two weeks. Neck Na- oh, has dark vision and would like to do a perception check. Uh, what What did you roll in? It wasn't great. It was a, <laughs> it's a 15 on that engineering check. Yeah, it just looks like the ship is completely powered down. But uh, there is a good deal of superficial damage to... You know these halls that you were in, uh, Knack. What are you looking for? You want to make a perception? Uh, I, I have a, I have dark vision, so uh, I was hoping mm-hmm. that my perception check would lead us to more information about what's going on inside the ship. Doesn't help in seeing here, but as you are are listening in the darkness, the doors to the bridge pop open. The goblins jump out, uh, brandishing weapons. It looks like <laughs> uh, a spanner, a little dagger. They, they start screaming and swinging their weapons in your direction. Going, <laughs> they do not hit. They they have their eyes closed and they're screaming. Uh, what do you want to do? Whoa, whoa, bum fizzle. Whoa, what? Guys, guys, calm down. What's going on? They they open their eyes and, and they took a, a look around and kind of look really frightened all at once. But then very, very happy when they see Alindra and they, they run up to her and say, You're back, Captain Alindra, you're back. Bumfuzzle gives you a, a giant hug and it's like, Oh, thank you so much. We thought you had left forever. Oh, Alindra gets down on their level and gives them big hugs. I'm so glad to see that y'all are okay. Hey, Wampus. <laughs> Caddy Wumpus continues and says, You all must help. We've been invaded by an alien monstrosity. Some kind of foul monster on this planet. What kind of monster? What does it look like? It's got giant teeth and massive claws and <laughs> it tried to eat Caddy Wumpus. Caddy Wumpus just nods, Corrine. The beast roams the halls, seeking our blood, and only you all may stop it. The brave warriors. Please be careful. Go right ahead. <laughs> Can you show us where to go? Yeah, they, they point a couple flashlights towards the, the rear of the ship, towards Engineering Bay. Can, can I sense motive on these gobs? Uh, you can try. Who really knows goblins? Oh. Not Nexus Rack. <laughs> Roll the two. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely have a, oh. a wicked smile to them, but uh, they, they seem legitimately frightened. All right. I'll go right. check it out. Uh, I'll go with Good him. God. Back to engineering. As you head back towards engineering, opening up the, the, the doors into the, the rear of the ship, you, you do hear movement in the back. It, it sounds like, you know, like a, a hubcap <laughs> rolling somewhere in the darkness. Uh, maybe a little bit of broken glass. And as you turn the corner, you see movement in a very large pile of refuse, you know, broken parts of the ship, spare parts, broken crates. 
and it moves forward, skulking from the shadows. And from it, it emits a low, gentle whine. As it comes into light, it's a small, brown-furred, mangy dog wagging its tail and looking up at you. Can I sense motive on this dog? <laughs> it's a puppy. Okay, it's... can I can I attempt to lure the puppy and, and pet it? What is that? <laughs> it, it comes up and it says bark 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 so this is a swedish dog bark no that's what space dogs sound like true come on yeah, yeah uh, okay i guess i guess goblins don't like dogs or something yeah let's, let's get these lights on just to yeah okay I, I start i start going to work on the on the on the core i'll right. let you take care of the thing as you guys are, are walking past it get to engineering cattywampus and bump fuzzle uh, come running up with sharpened sticks and it looks like they're wearing a uh, a necklace made of shells with, uh, grease paint under their eyes and they're both screaming kill the beast tonight we shall dine on its entrails <sighs> no we don't kill the beast it's a harmless Harmless little puppy. There's no reason to kill it or feast on its entrails. Just no, no. Can I reason with the gobs? Uh, yeah, what do you want to say? Gobs, it's okay. If this beast wanted to kill you, you'd already be dead. I think he'd rather be our friends. This is what we call a, a dog. Uh, some, some races in, in, in this universe treat them as pets and companions. This one we gotta figure out, but if you're willing <laughs> to do that... We're willing to help you. Uh, as you're explaining this, the dog comes up uh, behind you, Knack, and starts licking your face. And they, you know, that both of the goblins <laughs> turn away in disgust. Just like, ah! Can you make me a willpower save? Will save Knack. That's a 16 will save. Seemed pretty good. All right, this was DC 35, so that's a fail. Uh, you fall in love with the dog. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, that's what's written here in the book. I didn't make this up. Did I sense motive on the dog already? I can't remember. You did. Yes. It likes, uh. it likes snacks. Uh, uh, going for, for long walks. It's a dog. So <laughs> Ramey scratches the dog behind the ears. It's very friendly. It's a very friendly animal. Oh, the goblins just kind of recoil as, as you begin to uh, pet and you know show affection to the, the creature. Just a little puppy. I look at the dog and say, sit. So that is actually going to be, believe it or not, survival, I think, to handle the animal. Uh, yeah, it, it, it looks very confused at uh, all of you and... <laughs> Uh, kind of like uh, gets up on its hind legs and, and does like a little begging action. Um, Alindra would like to pull out one of the rations that she has in her pack and and tear off a little piece for the dog. Yeah, goes goes at it. Goes to town. Is nobody concerned about how a wild animal got on the ship? Am I the only one who thinks maybe we should just kick it out and move along our way? No. Yeah, I'm 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 already back in engineering. I'm I'm getting the ship. I'm working on the oh, ship. Yeah. Like power's I back. Power is back online. And yeah, now that you see it in the light, it is is definitely an adorable, maybe uh one or two year old dog. Got some some patches in its fur, some <laughs> a lot of dirt. But uh I, I can reveal to you the mystery dog got on the ship in a two hour long crit bit where the, the goblins leave the door open and it just walks on. <laughs> I'm so, so, th so this is the problem. I'm so ner nervous about the stuff that you will pull Patrick that I'm so nervous about this dog as a, as a player metagaming. Mm -hmm. 
Can I roll a medicine well, check to make sure it's not like infected with that's what with I was pups yeah. or caseric pups or rincrota pups or whatever? You can you can roll medicine to make sure it has its shots and it's it's getting enough vitamins in its yes, diet. I want to but do that, guys. Believe it or not, with all of your tests, uh, with all of your sense motives, this is just a dog and. <laughs> It doesn't have a grenade. It's never just a dog, Patrick. <laughs> All right. Well, it is. All right. Time. You guys need to leave this puppy alone. Like, Raymond just take, picks up the dog and, and takes it away from, from everyone else. I think it licks your face. It. it licks your face, Raimi. <laughs> make a willpower save. Oh, no. I love the dog. I don't need to make <laughs> a willpower save. <laughs> you, you automatically choose to fail. Yes. All right. It it climbs into your vest. <laughs> Starts licking your neck. Uh, you guys want to head on out? Yep. Yeah. I've got my new co pilot. to do. All right. Ugh. So you get all the upgrades loaded on the ship, all the, the new components for the, the Drift Rider. And as you're getting ready to leave Castravel for the first time in weeks, kicking the engine into gear and, and checking off your flight list. Raymond, you're able to sit down in your, your pilot's chair for the first time in a, a long while since, since you got to Castravel. And you cruise upwards through the atmosphere and then out into space. And as you're cleared of, of Castrovellan airspace, you are free to enter into the drift. Okay. Where do you want to go? We talked to Waylos, and he said that uh, in the computer should be some points in the diaspora that we can go check out based on the communication that the Starfinders kind of triangulated off of uh, when Tahoman the Stupid made his little <laughs> announcement to the rest of the cult. So we should have some coordinates coordinates in the system that lead to the Diaspora that we should check out. Then okay, we'll head to those coordinates. Uh, right. I, I nestle Mr. McScruffins next to me and he in the coordinates. <laughs> We're going to have have a, a whole you know poll of the audience for name the cosmic no, it's Critter. Mr. McScruffins. <laughs> okay. And uh, so you do have coordinates for a nearby drift beacon, but it looks like you'll have to uh, fly a good deals away from that. And it's going to take a few days to get there traveling within the system. It's random uh, traveling through the drift. You don't really know. Sometimes traveling the same distance can take three times as long, for example. But you need uh, some time to to make upgrades to the ship as you're going. Andis, those upgrades uh, would be pretty difficult to do just by yourself, but you can enlist over the, the course of the trip. You're your teammates, and you've got actually the two goblins, Cattywampus and Bumfuzzle. They're pretty adept at most tasks that you give them, if you explain it very, very clearly. <laughs> Yeah. They're able to do exactly what you want. So they're like having four more sets of hands. Or no, two more sets of hands. <laughs> four, four more in total. <laughs> so the diaspora, you know, most of you guys with uh, a good deal of, of culture understand a bit about the packed worlds. In ancient times, this used to be two planets, they think, that orbited between Verses and Eox. But there was some kind of catastrophe that occurred and all that remains are millions of rocks forming this huge belt around the entire solar system. Uh, some of these are the size of small moon and they, they do support uh, cities, the uh, the crash worlds, but the majority of them are much, much smaller. Uh, besides rocks, you get some seafoam green chunks of ice that pop up in the darkness, but for the most part, they're, they're pretty few and far between. Both Nack and Adros, you both know that the Diaspora is also a, a hideaways and homes for mercenary groups, thieves, fugitives, and pirates. So not uh, 
kind of a hive of, of scum and villainy. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, not so you where guys, anybody of any reputation wants to go. You guys do have some time in in between in, in transit. Let's just go through real quick. Uh, Alindra, you got a lot of stuff ordered maybe back on Cash Travel, but one of them was, correct me if I'm wrong, but crafting bits of Penelier's armor on top of your new heavy armor. Yes, that's, that's right. right. So now so, I look like an awesome elf from way back when. Yeah, it's these pieces of uh, red lamellar armor that's like over your spacesuit. You're, you're wearing it, maybe putting pieces together, polishing it, uh, the trip. And every once in a while, you do hear phrases, you know, just random things pop in your head in Elven, which you speak now. <laughs> and you can almost hear Paneliers in there as well. What, what kinds of words? <laughs> yeah, just, you know, quick things in Elven, you know, general phrases. All of a sudden, you know it now and you, you start... You catch yourself thinking an elven. Is it directed at me or is it just like I'm hearing him speak to somebody else? Yeah, no, it's actually, it sounds like you thinking <laughs> in elven. So. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, Raimi, how are you dealing with the knowledge that you're back on some kind of uh, maybe hit list? Maybe the, the Quindar Corporation's radar? Well, uh, Raimi, Raimi doesn't think that he was ever off the hit list. He just mm. had assumed that he had gone far enough underground and had, you know, basically made himself separate from so many people that he wouldn't have to worry about it. And so he's mostly kind of just spending time in his room, probably with Mr. McScruffins, and just kind of decompressing. Right. You did get a, a warning message from Kandori, your your former master, person that trained you in the, the arts of technomancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you think this is what that was about? Yeah, I mean, he... he I mean, obviously, he connected the dots that, you know, he got the warning while he was in the forest, and then these uh, and mercenaries pop up. He he knows... And, and he, honestly, he... Like I said, uh, when we finished book, book one, he kind of expected some fallback from landing on Eoxian reality television. <laughs> which is why he wanted to murder Rabob from day one. <laughs> yeah, the, the Absalom station feeds. They didn't quite have your, your name, but your your face was plastered all over them. Yeah. So he was he was he was definitely surly about that. <laughs> Nack, you got something? Yeah, uh Nack has been trying to monitor everything he can as we get uh, closer to the diaspora, but uh, part of it is uh, he actually goes and knocks on the door to, to Raimi's quarters. Raimi, you got a second? Uh, yeah. Look, uh, just want to say, I shouldn't even be talking about this, but I know what it's like to go against family. And if you want to talk about that, uh, I'm, I'm open to talk about it. Just uh, where we're going... The things we're about to do, they're going to get challenging for both of us. And I, uh, I just need you to know that I understand. I appreciate that. Honestly, I don't even know if I should be here. Uh, the people that will be hunting us, especially you guys now, uh, they're not going to stop. I've been running for this for seven years. The people that are going to be hunting us are worse than you can possibly imagine. I can imagine a lot. <laughs> But uh, I, I, I appreciate it, buddy. And and that goes both ways. If you if you got something you want to get off your chest, go for it. Let's let's just say I'm uh, not excited to go where we're going. And we'll just leave it at that. We're close enough to Versys. I'm not excited either. <laughs> and we do a like a like one of those bro high fives that turns into like like a like an in air arm wrestle move. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. 
We do one of those. <laughs> All right. And Andis, how do you think Jabert Andis is getting along with the, the goblins? Andis his patience is wearing thin. Um, <laughs> it's not great, uh, but we're making a lot of progress on the ship. I think. Mm. Yeah, they're like I said, they're pretty good assistants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they 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 can they can they can do what I tell them. So it's it's acceptable. It's acceptable. <laughs> so they they might treat Alindra, you know, as captain, as kind of golden in their eyes. But over the course of the next few days, as they're working side by side with you, they seem to just treat you more and more like they treat one another, just like another goblin. Cool. And <laughs> towards towards the end, as you guys have you know been working you know late hours, Cattywampus asks you to hand them a, a tool, but they say, "Can can you hand me that collywobble?" And then they both just kind of look at one another and then look at you, very embarrassed. That was that was the name of their their yeah. their leader. Yeah. yeah, the 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 one who got eaten by the Akata. Yeah. Yeah. I, and <laughs> I, I, I I do my best not to show any response to that so as not to make them feel more awkward. And I um <laughs> As an Android, I think you got that. Right. I, that's, that's, that's where that flat affect comes into <laughs> comes in handy. So just like that's this like, like stone face. That's <laughs> like when you call your teacher your mom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly what you ever did that? Really? That is No. Never, no. Oh no, I, no. I, I've done that. I, I have also what? done I have also done me? that. It is hyper yeah. embarrassing. Oh my god. I can't I mean, like I, when you were a kid, I mean like in elementary school. Yeah, it's like yeah. first through third grade that was uh, right. something that happened. Yeah. I have no. been a part of it and I've also witnessed it. Oh no, I did it in high school. <laughs> Drew, someone's called you. <laughs> Has someone called you mom before? <laughs> uh, uh, legit, yeah, they have. Um. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, let's keep okay, yeah. rocking on through. Andis, you have more. So I, I use my flat effect to not respond, and um, I just hand the the tool to them, and I say, I know that it hurts. Yeah, they they look pretty sad, but it looks like they are about to apologize. They just kind of nod emphatically in your direction and get back into work we, yeah work, we work. just get we just get back to work we just, that's 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 our flow that's our flow right there yeah no so <laughs> a, after a few more days they they stop treating you like a, just another goblin and they start working super hard they they put on the android work ethic and you know they barely stop for a break and you're able to get all the upgrades done to the drift rider in no time flat sweet Sweet. Good job, Gobs. Good job, Gobs. Oh, thanks. Edros, Edros Veronis, back on Castrovel, you took a pretty serious charge in joining the Church of the Phoenix. Uh, what, what's what's Edros thinking about? You've got more downtime than, than most everybody else here. Not a lot to do. Not a lot to shoot in the drift. Yeah, I mean, one of the things Edros is kind of doing is he's on the hollow deck. The yeah, the hack. What's that? The hack. He's in the hack, and he's pulled up a program that just shows just shows the burning mother, just shows the sun. Mm. He's been doing a little bit of reading about Saren Ray because he knows nothing. I mean, he really knows. Yeah, I'm not really a, a god of the Viscarium, right? No, 
and he's got this program that is just showing the sun illuminating the whole hack and he's looking at his, or at his at his sash and forever i mean ever since he he conceived of this design when he left the viscaria and he took the ship and he started his own crew and he always thought that the symbol was his symbol of freedom mm. and his his mark that his fate was his own and now he's learned that it's none of those things. It's something that is far more ancient than he could have ever imagined. Yeah, and well, something that he didn't even know about, you know? Yours is kind of unique to you because it, it is, uh, let's describe it, a, a sunburst and then there's a, like a Vesk skull in the middle of it. Yeah. The the one that the the uh, the paladin of Saren Ray, that Mother Shadowbane uh, explained, was very similar, but of course it was a human skull. Yeah. The, the so was human. So very, very similar, but of course, very different. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, he kind of, I think he would see that as a very minor difference to him. You know, it's just, it's odd. The connection is, is obvious. And he's trying to figure out what does it mean? I mean, I mean, really, he just doesn't know what to, to do. I mean, he, and I think he's looking up a lot of things on Saren Ray and he's trying to get it all organized in his thoughts so very much alone for this trip very much meditative as he stares into this hologram that is the sun right do you think there's anybody on the the ship that you would uh seek solace in or is this Edros alone time i mean nobody no i think this is alone time uh, well too bad the you did not lock the holographic amusement chamber and the dog come and just uh kind of lays at your feet i uh i gave you kind of a hard time when we first met you i'm sorry Mm. You are a you're a cute little boy or oh, girl. I can't I can't bork bork. <laughs> what? Uh, let me let, let me see. What gender are you? <laughs> you pretty sure it's a, a boy dog? Ninety <laughs> boy then. Well, boy, I don't know if you've chosen the right ship to uh, become a stowaway on. We're gonna get into a lot of trouble. But uh, stick around, and I'm sure we'll give you a good home. Alrighty, so. Exiting drift space, your ship immediately rocks uh, as you're thrown back into normal space. And what seems like a, a massive cluster of asteroids begin to pelt the drift rider. You know, softballs, basketball size rocks. Raimi, I need you to give me a piloting check. All right. <laughs> 32. <laughs> yeah. So you're immediately able to get control of, of the vehicle, steer it outside of a, a very large field of these tiny rocks comparatively. And uh, the ship doesn't take any damage. The, the shields get battered a little bit, but yeah, you're able to steer it clear. And looks like it's not only a massive array of, of rocks, but you see the debris of destroyed ships and other space junk and, and tons of you know, flotsam and jetsam. And Galara comes up and says, We have arrived at the field of the lost within the diaspora. Knack, why don't you go ahead and give me a computer's check? You're you're on uh, science officer duty, right? It's a twenty-seven, right? Right. So nineteen of them. <laughs> I imagine you guys want to search for wherever the transmission from Tahoman went. Yeah, yeah. I would also just have the sensors do a sweep for any you know uh, any signals or any life forms. I suppose <laughs> slowly traversing the the islands of rocks and, and trying to pinpoint where that transmission went days prior is very difficult work. And as you're doing it, Knack on, on the, the sensor array, you're just like, 
lifeless rock, lifeless rock, lifeless rock, ship approaching, lifeless rock. Life. A ship exits from behind a massive rock, and you see a large vessel's hull outline, and it begins to make its way directly towards you. And Galara comes online and says, Enemy ship approaching. Weapons systems armed, Captain. To your posts. Do I, does, oh, dunk. Does Nack recognize the uh, the make of the ship, the 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 class of ship? Yeah, why don't you give me a uh, culture or engineering? Anybody can make this check. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a 25 to culture, but I also want to add uh, my expertise. Nice. So that is a 29 Ooh, to that Not check. only, but you've also got a, a good deal of help in looks like both Andus and Adros have, have rolled pretty well <laughs> in identifying it. Right, so you pretty easily identify the, the make of the ship, the hull. It's a, a, a medium explorer craft uh, made by Nebular Outfitters. It's a, what's known as a, a star hopper. And after you identify it, Tyler, Adros seems to maybe recognize the, the outline of the vehicle, the, the make, the make and model. And yeah, you recognize it as being owned by uh, a pirate that you you might remember. Why don't you go ahead and give me a, a culture check for that as well, Tyler? Uh, can I do culture culture or profession pirate? A uh, profession pirate because you're actually gonna it's gonna be a little bit easier for you, yeah, right? It'll mi- yeah, it'll be a minus to uh, minus five to the D- the DC fifteen. All right, and with the negative five, yeah, the last time that you saw this ship, and if it is indeed a pirate ship. It was owned by a pirate by the name of Alera Aquana, a freebooter and, and rising star in the, the diaspora and the, the pirate world. And yeah, you recognize the, the ship as the Rusty Rivet. Oh, and it also opens fire on you. <laughs> We're in combat. Oh, oh cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's still pretty far away, but these chain guns open up yeah, it doesn't doesn't do well with its its chain guns. Uh, it's still a bit too far. Let's, uh, Remy, do you want to roll pilot check for me? Sure. So we are in combat, and wow, so, Remy, fifteen on the dice. So keep in mind that you have a plus one to piloting from the good maneuverability, and a plus one uh, from the computer now. Okay, so that's there's that's 31. A, a 31 yeah, piloting check. <laughs> yeah, so th- there's so with this upgraded computer that Andis has just installed, all checks get a plus one. Okay. Alrighty, I've rolled a 28, so you've you've beaten me, and you're able to uh, maneuver around. Uh, do, do you guys want to try hailing them? Al- Alindra, yes. let me get on the comms. I know this person. Yes, please. Uh, so you're uh, you're open up short range communication with them. Yes, and uh, Edris would say. Uh, this is Edris Veronis and the Drift Rider to the Rusty Rivet. Alara, it's me. Why are you firing on us? Uh, yeah, they uh, answer back uh, fairly immediately, and it's it, not Alara, but the maybe some crewman that says, This is the Rusty Rivet. You're far astray of Absalom Station's birth, Drift Rider. Shut off your engines, and there won't be any need for a fight. We're just here on a recon. We'll comply. I think we should do as they say. I think we could uh, talk our way out of this, and we want to avoid combat with these guys. Wait, what does that mean? Does that does that give them the chance to board our vessel? Uh, well, oh, shutting probably. down the engine, you are going to... I mean, you're going to be a little defenseless, because it, it takes a, a while to get it back up, so... Right, that's We're pretty in, terrifying. I know, I know that this seems counterintuitive, but 
We're in pirate territory. This is free captain's range. We don't want to tangle with these guys. Okay. I trust you, Adras. We'll do as they say. Uh, after a moment, if you do comply, they, they pick that up on their sensors, and uh, a darker-skinned human woman uh, shows up in the vid screen, uh, wearing an eye patch, a couple big balls of <laughs> uh, poofy hair in uh, pigtails, wearing a, a scarf, and uh, she says, As I live and breathe, is that Edros Veronis? <laughs> if it isn't the savior of Hikax himself. It's been a while since I've been in Diaspora, Lara, but yes... It's me. It's good to see your face. <laughs> Alara, no, honey, that is free Captain Aquana to you. <laughs> I've got some ironic bars on my shoulder. Took them off a pack steward that nearly wet themselves when I boarded their ship. <laughs> uh, Edris laughs along with her. Wait, what was it? Free Captain? What was her last name? Is it Aquana. Name? Yeah, but she says she has become a free captain, which is kind of like the, the top rank yeah. One of the the gilded of, of the pirates in, in the diaspora. Well, Besmara must be looking at you gracefully. Congratulations on joining the captains. Listen, let's meet up. We'll talk terms. I don't want to blow you out of the sky. Uh, how about we parlay aboard the rivet? We're getting ready to chow down anyway. We'll join you. Oh, how about just... Just you, Adras. Whatever you want, Captain. Right, so if, if you agree to head on over the uh, Galaro says that their weapons go offline and it begins to slowly maneuver itself, the, the rusty rivet, to be able to attach its door, you know, via a wet dock to, to your port side door. Adras, are you are you sure about this? I'm fairly certain. Now my my name doesn't carry a lot of weight with these guys, but it carries some. I should be able to arrange uh, a kind of passage through this space so that we can conclude our business. Well, now we might have to pay some kind of tribute to do so, but paying a tribute versus fighting the free captains is a heck of a deal. Okay, can can we maintain open communication with you while you're on their ship? Probably not. I imagine that any communications with the short-range personal comms will be blocked. Don't worry. If they wanted to kill us, we would already be vapor. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the upgrades I've made to this ship. It's pretty dope. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen. I don't know if you've seen the fleet of free captains, but they make this ship look like a very insignificant space pod. <laughs> and this is like, no, no, no. I'm ready to fight. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, right. Well, if you do want to head on over, you know, stepping out of the the drift riders port airlock you know the the door slams shut behind you and you can drift on over to the other side and yeah uh stepping onto the the rusty river you go into another airlock and as you uh step forward into a small loading bay uh it i mean it looks like no one's there to greet you at first it's fairly dark and the the door slams shut behind you and uh, you can hear electronic locks moving into place and a very small figure uh, steps out into the into the bay with a, a sword drawn. They deactivate their helmet, and it's a an Ahsoki, a scarred face and one that Adros remembers quite well, that of your former crewman, Arcor. By I live and breathe. And I never thought I'd see you again. He says, Hey, Captain, it's good to see you. <laughs> a couple of automatic machine guns, some some turrets pop out of the, the ceiling here in the bay and aim in your direction. And Arcor says, uh, I've just got one thing to say before you die. To be continued. What? <laughs> oh, man. 
I'm Ooh, scared uh, for a dross. Uh, who would have thought that Tyler would do the most <laughs> self-destructive thing possible? <laughs> so unlike him. Hey, are you sure you want to keep taking charisma drain from this ghost? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> callback right so oh boy we are we are already pretty far into to book three a little further than i thought we could have gotten in just an episode where i almost killed you <laughs> Ramy's backstory that, that's <laughs> that's it for episode 29 is that correct yep. yeah that's the one i can't count this high guys we need to get we need to just start over go back to episode one <laughs> just count to 10 like 40 I, times i mean i, I feel like character wise edris is about to, so you know <laughs> yeah uh, i'm very excited about the rest of book three because i don't feel like you guys know at all where this book is gonna take us <laughs> it, it goes in some pretty <laughs> wacky directions i'm excited about it uh-huh. i don't i can't i can't wait to figure it out next week's episode episode 30 that's 30 that's a lot of episodes that is pretty bonkers that we've gone this far and we're also live for now yeah for For now now. even though i'm trying my best (laughs) we've almost killed lindra two episodes in a row yeah (laughs) near enough awesome well let's wrap it up there we'll get back to what's gonna happen on board the the rusty rivet next week but for now, thank you guys for playing with. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks, Patrick. And wasn't everybody I say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Crit bit commencing in 3, 2, 1. Crit bit initiated. Drift Rider docking protocol. Captain Alan Dravalis. Internal sensor log entry 1. Cattywampus! I'm so hungry! I'm so gobbin' hungry! We haven't eaten in three gobbin' days! Are you sure there's no more food in the Ratman's quarters? The furry one has nothing! The green one has nothing! The one who's mean to us all the time has nothing! Mm-hmm. Captain Alindra said she left us some food, but I just don't know where Gobbin is! Oh, oh no! You. They wouldn't leave it on the top shelf, would they? Oh, I hope not! Oh, let me, let me stand on your shoulders. Hang on, Scott, you're, you're breaking my goblin back. This isn't going to work. We have to think of something else. Internal sensor log entry two. Space hub delivery. Anyone order some astral garlic knots? Yes, give us the food! Give us the food! Oh, hey, thanks, man. Yeah, that'll be 12 credits. Here. All right. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. What is... The hey, beast! what's that dog doing? There's a beast inside the ship! It's inside the ship! 
weapons fire detected, initiating drift rider lockdown protocol. Internal sensor log entry 3. It's just like the Akriot all over again! The Akata came back to finish when it started with Kaliwobble! No, Bumfuzzle! My gobmother warned me of this day would come! This is the mythical El Chupacata! Ah! I hear its tongue can melt your gob meats right off your skull! I hear they bury your bones in a shallow grave just for fun! I hear they can see clear into the astral plane. They howl at the gods themselves who tremble at the sound. We have to kill it, Bumfuzzle. For Internal sensor log entry 4. This is the last will and testament of... Bumfuzzle and Kettywampus. We have hidden ourselves away in the Green One's room, and as he is the only one we can trust to handle our Chupacata pups. Green One, if you are listening to this, do what we could not. We have sequestered ourselves here for 11 days. You can imagine our state. We have done what we must to survive. Mm. We, we are sorry, Green One, for using what we could for sustenance. Please forgive us. What? What is going on? And what has happened to my mattress? End of log. We hope you enjoyed this week's crit bit. We just wanted to take a brief moment to wish one of our favorite fans and Critamanders a speedy recovery this week. Until next time Starfinders. Finders.